The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come and take the free gift of the water of life. The text for the message today is the gospel. You just heard for many very familiar words. Jesus describes a fundamental characteristic of those who would follow him. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In Christ's name, there is so much about which we could talk today as summarized in the, the opening uh, theme paragraph. We've got the uh, major uh, truths of uh, sola gratia, grace alone. That's the heart of the gospel. Undeservedly, by the work of Jesus Christ alone, his perfect life and death, his resurrection in your place as your forerunner, God gives you salvation from sin and death, the glory that you await to see but now have. Sola fides, faith alone, that's received simply by faith. You couldn't miss it in Romans 3.28. A man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. We do nothing to earn it. That's a response to it. No, simply trusting in Jesus. Those things can be seen here in John chapter 8. But the opening here, I think, really emphasizes sola scriptura, scripture alone. Only God's word is the source and norm for these truths and our life in them. The Bible alone, God's word it is, as Laura said, God speaking to us. Scripture alone. Jesus says here, abide in my word. That word is really prominent in the Bible, especially the Gospel of John. Almost 200 times it occurs in different forms. You may have been looking at a translation different from the pastors today as always. Uh, some translations say abide, some say continue in my word. In the last few years, seeing this more and more, and yes, deciding to, to preach on it today, especially since it's our day to emphasize Bibles with our, our, our kiddos of all ages. I want to share with you what I, I've mentioned in passing in, in other sermons, devotions too, that this again is I think so much similar to the scene with a, a, a pet dog. No offense, I'm included too. 
A few months ago, I showed you pictures of the three dogs that inhabit our house, one illegitimately, and how they were commanded to sit and, and stay, and there are three different reactions you could almost see in their face, one willingly and joyfully wanting to please, one doing it but with questions, one ready to go and take off and disobey, and how we fall into different categories at times, even those gathering on Sunday. But here I've got another picture for you of not our dog, but just the picture I found. Jesus wants you simply stay. Don't move. Abide. Continue rest maybe even in his word a chief characteristic of your life with him not that you are inactive as you live it trust it share it but your heart stays in his word and that does mean in, in the, the bible reading it hearing it Memorizing it, yes, even as an adult. Sharing it, singing it. Stay in the Word. But like those pets I showed months ago, our reaction often is not what it should be. How many people, I've used this phrase too, think they gotta go to church, right? Instead of get a go to church. <laughs> it's a dreary obligation sometimes to open your Bible every day when you've got things to do or to, or to Take time out of your Sunday, Wednesday, other day schedules to gather together, to join a group Bible study where questions can be asked and a, a, a gifted teacher can answer. It becomes a dreary obligation. At times even, yes, boring. At times really a, a true struggle to stay. Our attention gets diverted. And that situation occurs here, I think, and shows the cause. In this scene from John chapter 8, after Jesus said, abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, then you will know the truth, the truth will set you free. The people around answered, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? They didn't realize what Jesus was offering them in their blindness. First of all, I do believe this is one of the more humorous statements in Scripture, intended or unintended by them or, or John, in including it by inspiration. We have never been slaves to anyone. Do you know the history? <laughs> Do they know the history? 
Since Abraham, they were enslaved to the Egyptians. The surrounding nations oppressed them from, from Moab, Edom, to uh, 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 Syria, Assyria, Babylon, then the Greeks controlled their country. At the present time, the Romans were in control. They were constantly slaves, and so are you and so am I in this life. To the evils of this world, it would seem if you just open your heart to see to the sin that you had. That's what Jesus said. Whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. We've got a fundamental inherent slavery in this sinful, evil world. But in his word of liberation, forgiveness, freedom, empowerment, inheritance there 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 is freedom real freedom and liberation it, it changes the way we go to this word I will share with you I have saved just about every birthday card and an anniversary card given to me by my wife and children and I got to tell you, it is my favorite reading when I open that now big box and see those things. My wife calls me Craiger. No one else. <laughs> because there I have her love expressed to me. I encourage you to see God's word, not as some dreary, obligatory guide book for how you have to live, but as a love letter from your God saying, look what I have done, am doing, will do for you in Christ. Desire it. Do you know in Acts chapter 17, there's a story about some people in Berea and it mentions them and, and their attitude. They received the word with all eagerness, it says, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so eagerness, literally a, a, the, the, a forward mind. They were leaning into it, wanting it. I know, again, the temptations will arise whereby you think, I'm not getting anything out of this. Or it may seem boring at times by the devil's temptation and, and lies. But that's not true. Isaiah 55, I quote a lot. God promises, my word will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. More and more you'll know his forgiveness and grace, his guidance and, and glory. I'll tell you a true story about a guy named Bobby, a friend of mine. He was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Almost looks like this. I don't really have his picture. I met when I first became a pastor, basically the first, second day, exactly my age. He was 26 years old at the time and was just getting back to church. He was on his third marriage at age 26. And he had met a Christian girl who actually was raised Baptist and saw God's word in the Lutheran church and got him to get connected again. And, and he, 
he got into Bible study. And for years, he, he, he just did it with a desire worked only by the Holy Spirit and, and his wife. And I remember about 10, no, it was even less, five years after I first met him and he started to get back into Bible study. Bobby asked how he could become a pastor. He didn't. He was called to other vocations to share God's word. But it all, all began just with devotions every day, Bible reading, Bible study. It grew and grew until he became a teacher in the church. It'll happen with you too as you abide and just stay in God's word. I've got some object lessons today for you. This is the Bible I used to read and worship. Um, I wanted to bring another from home, but forgot it. I actually sometimes have to put the scriptures printed in it because as you can tell, I've used this now for about 30 years or so. And many of the pages are falling out and there's underlining and notations throughout. Someone has said when you see a Bible that is falling apart, you know its owner isn't, right? And I encourage you to have that discipline. I brought from my office what a teenager noticed yesterday at our block party. Some of you have seen this. The devotion candle I use, I light to keep me focused and not look at the computer or other things on my desk, but to, to stay in God's word. But lest you think I'm bragging, I got one more thing to show. This is my study Bible presently that I'm using to read the Lutheran study Bible. See me if you want one. I'll show you how to order. And I must tell you, it's been neglected. The gold pages here are a three-year Bible reading program. And I'm over a year behind. It's a constant battle to abide in his word. But I must tell you, this is really not a command here in John chapter 8. Jesus doesn't command, abide in my word. He says, if you abide in my word. How does that happen? I, I looked up, I'm growing in this the, as the years go by. A number of the occasions where that, that word occurs in the New Testament, and it's very prominent in the Gospel of John, and so many of them, most of them, I would say, I didn't count, describe not, not you and me abiding. It's God. I'll give you two examples from John 14, the night before Jesus died. I had it marked. In John chapter 14, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he, here it is, dwells, abides with you and will be in you. 
And towards the end of that chapter, Jesus said of himself, these things I have spoken to you while I am with, same word in Greek, I dwell with you. Throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, that's a phrase used of what, what God is doing with us here and now and always. I will dwell with them and I will be their God and they will be my people. You know, still thinking of the image of the pet dog. As you dwell in his word, you've got the stain of that comfort of his grace and love always. And you've got the mission to stay and go forth with the wind of the spirit to share this word. He's working through you. Indeed, you're abiding with him and his word, but he's abiding with you. It's all him. Yes, sola gratia, sola fide, sola scriptura, but solo Cristo, Christ alone. And as you live with him, Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Amen.